sin leads us to judgment, whereas repentance leads us to mercy. So each and every one of us sins in some way, form, or fashion. What God looks at as he looks at the heart, whether we humble ourselves, whether we can repent from those sins. So we have in the Old Testament a supreme example of repentance. And it's an example from a nation that was not Israel. It was Assyria, which is part of northern Iraq, Nineveh, the great city of Nineveh. And Nineveh was steeped into wickedness. It was steeped into witchcraft. It was steeped into child sacrifice. People were murdering each other, lying to each other. It was like, just read the papers of Nineveh. We'll find out how bad it was. It was like if we had Nineveh on the news today, it would, it would be the same thing of the crime, the murders, everything that was going wrong and bad in Nineveh. And so whenever there's sin and there's what's called social sin, where sin is steeped in society, it's steeped in the laws, it's within the very laws of a nation, that God will send his prophets to speak the word of truth in order to bring that city to repentance. And so God will, will send certain people. And yes, he will use a whale to, to get that person to the place where they're supposed to go to, like Jonah. You know, so even if God has called you and you don't want to go, don't worry, God will send a whale and put you there. So the prophet speaks the word of truth. The first spiritual work of mercy is to admonish the sinner. It's the very first spiritual work of mercy. There's seven spiritual works of mercy. The first one is to admonish the sinner. Why is that important? Because if we don't repent from our sins, we'll never advance in the spiritual life. You cannot advance in the spiritual life if you do not look at yourself and repent of your sins, if you do not have self-knowledge of who you are and the eyes of God, and you think yourself righteous, and you do not repent, there will be no advancement in the spiritual life. You would deceive yourself, and you will wear a mask toward others. So always the, the first step in the spiritual life is repentance, humility, all the other virtues come from humility. If you do not have humility, you have pride, and nothing can grow from pride. Nothing. It's rotten. Pride rots all of your other gifts that you have. So you must begin with repentance, and that's why God will send a prophet out and to admonish the sinner and to say, the path that you're on will lead to destruction. The road that you're on will lead, is leading you to the fires of hell, to the gates of hell. And you do not even know it. And you need someone to say that, that the road that you're on right now, the life that you're living, is leading you in the wrong direction. 
It's good to say that to people. If they're leading lives that are not good, where they're hurting themselves and they're hurting others by their actions, by their words, you have to say that. If the Spirit of God has, has given you that, you have to say that the road that you're on is not good. And so it's leading you down a path from which there may be no return. So, and that's what Jonah does. He goes throughout the city and he tells the people, he says, 40 days more, Nineveh shall be destroyed. Judgment. That there's a time in which sin reaches its peak and then God finally judges. Judgment comes down. That, 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 that's why you don't want to continue in sin. You don't want to legislate sin because eventually the cries of the innocent go up to the ears of God and eventually God does something. And when God does something, he can't do anything. And so judgment, the sword was down upon Nineveh. But before God does anything, before God punishes, before God sends his judgment, God will always send us warnings from heaven. He will always send us warnings. He will always tell us what he's going to do before he does it. He announces what he's going to do before he does it. Why does God do that? Why does God not just do things in secret? Because he still gives us time for repentance. He, he does not want to punish. So God relents in his punishment. He gives us a warning. He'll send a prophet. He'll give us a warning. And then, and then he'll give us time. So he gave Nineveh 40 days. How long is Lent? 40 days. Isn't that interesting? He gives Nineveh 40 days to repent. And so they hear the word of Jonah. Remember, Jonah is from Israel. He's not even an Ninevite. He's a foreigner. And yet the king of Nineveh, he hears the voice of Jonah. This is where politicians are very important. If you can convert a politician, you can convert the country. If a politician does not convert who's head of the country, it can lead the country to destruction. So I always pray for politicians. The king of Nineveh hears the voice of Jonah, a foreigner, a prophet. He listens to the word, not just of Jonah, but the word of God. And even if he has what's called imperfect contrition, imperfect contrition is where you, where you repent because you fear God, not because you love him. Perfect contrition is where you repent because you love God. Imperfect contrition is you repent because you fear God, because you don't want to go to hell. You don't, you, don't want to, uh, you don't want to suffer the judgment of God. And so the king of Nineveh, he repents. And the first thing that he does is he humbles himself. Notice his repentance is not just through words, it's through actions. God wants to see our actions, not just our words. And so he rises from his throne. He takes off his robe. 
who know how beautiful, glamorous his robe was. He takes off his robe, his riches. He covers himself with sackcloth. And then he sits in ashes. We, we put ashes on our head, Ash Wednesday, and he used to sit in ashes. Imagine that, sitting in ashes. And then he proclaims throughout Nineveh a fast. And he proclaims the fast not only for every single person, but he proclaims a fast even for the animals. Even the animals need to fast in Nineveh. Maybe because, maybe because of how they were even treating the animals, or maybe they were sacrificing the animals to false gods. And so the fast is so extreme that he says, you're not only not supposed to eat, but not even drink water. The fast is really extreme. It's a total fast. And then he says, both man and beast shall be covered in sackcloth. So he's showing by his actions of his own people, every man, every woman, every child covered in sackcloth, every beast covered in sackcloth. And they are to cry loudly to God, call loudly to God, let God hear your cries of repentance. And then he says, every man shall turn away from his evil way and from the violence he has in his hand. So the king realized there was violence against each other. And he's basically saying, put away your sword. Put away your sword now and call to God out of repentance. Lay down your weapons and now call to God and maybe God will hear our voice. And he says, who knows? He doesn't even know if God will accept us. Who knows? God may relent and forgive. What God is he talking about? The Ninevites worship many gods. But he's talking about the God of Israel. He's recognizing him as the true God. And he said, God may relent and forgive and withhold his blazing wrath so that we shall not perish. And so the people, they call loudly to God. They repent. They're in sackcloth. They're praying they're fasting. They turn from their evil ways. They're humbling themselves. The king is leading the way of how to humble yourself before God. And when God sees by their actions, not just by their words, it's not just a politician just giving lip service, by his very actions, how they turn from their evil way, he repented of the evil that he had threatened to do to them. He did not carry it out. So when God sees a humble and contrary heart, when he sees us turning away from our sins, humbling ourselves, calling loudly to God, and that brings the mercy of God down from heaven to earth. The way to escape judgment is by repentance and humility. And all of us can do that. All of us can repent. All of us can humble ourselves. All of us can ask God to send his mercy, not his judgment. God does not want to bring judgment upon us. 
He wants to bring mercy, but he wants to see us repenting of our sins, turning away from evil, turning toward good. He wants to see by our actions that we're truly repentant, that that we mean what we say. And then God will show mercy. Sometimes there's prophecies that are out there that visionaries will see. They'll see visions of the future. But those visions are, are never set in stone. You'll learn in the Old Testament that God may show a vision of what may happen if you continue on the path that you're going. This may happen. The path that you're going may lead to destruction. And so we will send a prophet to warn, if you continue on this path, this will happen. But it's always if then. But if you repent, then this won't happen. A good can result if you repent. So it's up to us. It's up to our free will. Which path do we want to choose? The path of evil or the path of good? And it all begins with repentance. That's always been the first call of all the prophets. Of John the Baptist, he called the people to repent. Jesus' first homily was repent and believe the good news. So repentance has to come first, even before we can have faith. And repentance is not just a one-time type of deal. It's every single day. Every single day, we need to repent. Because every single day, we sin. Every single day, we sin against God. We sin against others. So every day, we need to repent. That's why we pray here at the National Shrine of Divine Mercy. We pray the Chapel of Divine Mercy every single day. Why do we do that every single day? Because we're sinning every single day. So if we sin every day, then we need to make atonement every single day for our sins and the sins of our brothers and sisters throughout the world. Constantly making atonement, constantly asking the Heavenly Father to send us mercy through his son, Jesus, from heaven. Jesus knows that we're susceptible to fall into sin. But he knows that we could also listen to his word, listen to his voice. Take the Ninevites as an example. Repent of our sins every day. And if God sees that repentance, God sees that humility and contrition of heart, he cannot but give us divine mercy. So if we want mercy, let's pray for it. Let's humble ourselves. Let's ask, call loudly to God from heaven. Let's ask mercy for ourselves and for our brothers and sisters. And perhaps the Lord may relent and give us mercy. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. 
That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.